Revolutionary Talk for Revolutionary Times. Liberty Talk FM. Good morning. Welcome to Medicine on Call. Um, it's been a very interesting news cycle, I guess, hasn't it, Dave, for the past month or more. And one thing that's becoming pretty obvious during this whole NFL fiasco, um, my gosh, you name every single sector, it seems to be uh, it's becoming clear exactly who the players are, what side they're standing on, and most importantly, how much power the average American has to control their fate and to control this system. I think the NFL is one of the most potent examples of when the people make a stand, make a statement. Actually, you know, it's the second most potent. I think the election of President Trump is the first. The second is, if we stand together and stand for something instead of against something, things change. And I've been preaching it for over a year, maybe longer, that you have to follow the money, and whoever has the purse, has the, the power of the purse, has the power. And it's us, it's the people. We can withdraw our consent. The fact that people are turning off the NFL in droves, that they're not going out to these stadiums, that the NBA has changed its stance and mandated that their players stand in during the pledge, um, during the anthem, or how the sponsors have dropped coverage of the sport and now the owners are going to get together and I think they're going to you know make a mandate that their players have to stand in the NFL I have uh, no problem with first amendment rights I think it's awesome but there's a time and a place for it and during the anthem is not the time and and if you really want people to listen to what your what your problems are you can't start by offending people. No one's going to listen to you. It has no message at that point. And then to go to the next level of the NFL owners or slave owners and, you know, the working for the NFL is like being on a plantation is the most idiotic thing that you could possibly say. It totally descend, you know, denigrates our ancestors who didn't have a choice. You have a choice to quit. You have a choice not to take your $20 million contract. You have a choice. It's ridiculous. And it makes your argument completely moot. And whatever you were trying to say is now irrelevant. And to try to backtrack on it doesn't make any sense. So if you give people enough rope, they start hanging themselves with their rhetoric, with their self-importance, with all these things that really are all about being, all about me and my Twitterverse and how much power I think I wield. You don't. If your power derives from a fan giving a, uh, paying a ticket, paying for a price of a ticket for the price of a jersey, then you don't have power. And that goes, the same thing goes for Congress. The only power is us voting them in over and over again. And once we stop doing that, and everything seems to be coming into focus. I've been saying it. I've actually just stopped reading and listening to things for a while. But it's pretty obvious that the Congress is working against the interests of the American people. And I think Trump is a real... uh, He's been very powerful at exposing this. It's making people pick sides. Let's look at the DACA um, presidential 
uh, executive order. It's not a law. It's something that is was not God had, did not go through Congress, and it was a stroke of the pen that put this thing into action. It was brilliant for him to say, "I'm going to give Congress six months to get it done." to make it a law. And I think if people really, really want this, they should be happy. Would you rather have an executive order that's at the, you know, on the hook for being pulled every time a new administration comes in? Or do you want to see legislation that codifies it? Obviously, you don't. You want to continue a lawless mentality of its cynical nature of having people who shouldn't be here have wield the same power, more power, than people who are actually citizens. It's not an argument that you can win long-term, not with anybody who's paying any attention. And the people who are out there working against themselves, trying to say this is awesome, who are supposedly, you know, the representatives of the middle class and the people who are working poor, they have no right to say that it's okay to lower depressed wages, have more people come into the system, jump ahead of people who've actually done it the right way. It's not a winnable argument. I mean, the list is endless, Dave. Then you have Hollywood with these supposed feminists who knew that this guy was a predator, this Weinstein, for years and years, and said nothing. All the procurers, all the people who work for him, who would line up these starlets and wannabes to go into this, this pipeline to be abused by this guy, and nobody said anything. So all of their, Trump is a you know, sexist, you know, the Republican Party's horrible, have no standing now, because they sat there and let people go through a gauntlet and they praise this guy. So it's actually kind of interesting when you stand back and watch all this stuff unfold. The hypocrisy is astounding. There is no moral high ground for these folks. And now you can turn off the TV and stop going to the movies and stop buying the records, and there you go. I think that's how you get rid of the system. You withdraw your consent. What's your opinion? Couldn't agree with you more. Um, you know, we uh, we took out and had dinner together the other night, my wife and I, and and I I was telling her just about what you just said uh, that I that you know I I've never felt so frustrated, and yet there is something we can do about it. And you know, mm -hmm. I haven't watched a football game probably actually in a couple of years. Uh, Generally speaking, I, I don't want to paint everybody with the same brush, but generally speaking, any pro athlete is a spoiled brat. And uh, this, the garbage that's been going on in the NFL is finally today, by the way, I don't know if you saw it, but Roger uh, Goodell, Goodell <laughs> or whatever his name is, came yeah. out and finally said uh, that all players should stand uh during the national anthem, he didn't say they must stand. He just said they should stand. So that leaves mm -hmm. the door open for them to play their little game some more. Um, this thing with Weinstein and and all of these different people that quote unquote think they have power. You hit it on the head. The real power is within us. Uh, and, and, you know, we've seen this on the other side of the fence. I, I, you know I'm not exactly uh, in favor of Black Lives Matter, but that's a small little group compared to the rest of the country. 
and yet they got their voice heard. Uh, a lot of little bitty minority groups, uh, and it doesn't have to have anything to do with race. It doesn't have, you know, it can be whatever. Uh, you know, it's sort of, it's, what's the old saying? Uh, the squeaky wheel gets the grease or whatever. Well, that, that's <laughs> yeah. basically what they are. They're a squeaky wheel. They, yeah, <laughs> yesterday, um, Oh, what, what was it? Um, <laughs> I I saw the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life on television, and this was on Fox and Friends, and they had they were they had a clip of Al Sharpton talking <laughs> about the NFL stuff, mm-hmm. and this was probably a twenty five thirty second clip of him talking about it. <laughs> When when it was over with, I don't know who said it. Some one of the guys on Fox Fox and Friends said, looked looked into the camera. And, what did he say? I mean, he he just Al Sharpton just <laughs> rambled on, and you couldn't understand really. I mean, it was like he was putting words together, but they weren't weren't the weren't the right words for the right place in the holes, you know? And listen, this is like an epidemic between Nancy Pelosi, Maxine Waters, the Republican people talking out of both sides of their mouths. They don't they are being caught in real time lying, making statements that are completely fake and false and they're getting caught. Thank goodness for the the internet and alternative media who actually put out things as fast as they say it, you get the proof of them on video saying the opposite of their hypocrisy into just coming out 24-7. And they're doing everything they possibly can to remain relevant. And they're not. That's what you saw with Al Sharpton. He's going to try to re, I guess, recreate his role back in the 90s with Tawana Brawley and all these other people, these... Uh, Episodes where they swoop in and try to make themselves the the talking the voice of Black America, and they're not. They never were really, but they were given a platform. And now you really have to sit back and think, take your partisan hat off, and start thinking about all these people. You saw the article, right, where they would say that was it George Clooney, Angelina Jolie were being recruited by by the CIA to work. For them, you know, to spy on various world leaders. This mm-hmm. is not a system that's based on people being independent. They work for somebody. They have an agenda. They are the face of, the mouthpiece of, whatever you want to call them. Their their whole purpose is to hurt us, to think a certain way, do what they want, hate each other, and literally keep the status quo going. You know, Jimmy Kimmel talking about health care is laughable. <laughs> this guy, he, I'm, I've have all the empathy for his son that I can possibly have. Sure. But he's not in the same position as somebody who's got Medicaid or Obamacare. I just saw a patient who has Pathway X. That's Medicaid, That's Obamacare in Georgia. She just got a notice from Blue Cross Blue Shield that they were cutting off that, that plan, no longer to exist in Georgia. So you now have all these Obamacare um, patients who now, on Blue Cross, who now have no coverage. That's what he wants to up, you know, to up the ante on, to put more people on. Are you serious? Why do these people actually ask a physician 
exactly what it means when you come into an office and you have Medicaid, Obamacare, Medicare, or any of these insurance company plans. You are on the, at the mercy, the tender mercies of that insurance company. And I can guarantee you, somebody in this country at this, at this moment is getting a denial for something that's medically necessary because the insurance company has decided unilaterally that it's experimental, it's not important, it's not medically necessary. That is obscene. And this is what they want to be. You know, codify again, make single payer, so this can be put on steroids. So it's not just the insurance company saying no, it's the government doing it. And you have no recourse, but you can go in and appeal it. Under Obamacare, you can't appeal it. There's supposedly a uh, healthcare czar whose decision it is final. You, once they say you can't have something done, it's not getting done. Right? That's the reality. So having everybody under the same umbrella basically means that everybody's going to be having a drop in their health care delivery, their access, what they're allowed to have, and the health care standard drops. It's, it's ridiculous. They care about us, but they're not living the same life as the majority of this country. And when people really realize that and stop thinking that they love you and they care about you because they don't, then maybe we can unhook ourselves from this yoke that everybody's under. It's ridiculous. You know, you've, you've said it before it ever happened, and, and it's still, I, I think the bottom line, they're still pushing for a one-payer system. Oh, yeah. And all we have to do is look north and see how that, that's worked <laughs> out. Um, it, it, and, you can look at the U.K. too, Dave. Don't leave Canada out of the equation. It's bankrupt. They're, they've had strikes from their um, medical personnel because they're overworked, underpaid, and there's apathy like you wouldn't believe. I just saw a patient, too, who came from the U.K., moved to the United States, and instead of actually doing a physical exam for sinus problems, they went right to the CT scan. So why, why are you not even examining the patient and you're putting them under radiation just to tell them that, oh, there's nothing wrong with you? Yeah, all right, because you didn't treat them and you gave them a CT. And then you just warehouse them. This is, this is not health care. I mean, I, I just can't even emphasize this enough. You are not getting treated anymore. You are being warehoused or you're, being, you're paying through the nose for medication that you may not even need, that may not even work most of the time. And they're bankrupting people. They want to, I, mean, I can't tell you how many, you here in Georgia, Emory's building a big cancer center. You know, major money going into the center. And build, when you build it, they'll come, right? How many people have been diagnosed with cancer that you know? I mean, I can name two or three. A lot more. Off the bat. We've got to stop on that note and, and come back to it. But we need to take sure. a break right quick. We'll be back with Medicine on Call and Dr. Elena George right after this. Welcome back to Medicine on Call. Uh, I guess you caught some of our off-camera um, conversation. But again, it's follow the money and, and follow the, the meme. We were just talking about the Las Vegas tragedy. And it's horrible. And everybody, really, I pray for everybody out there. But there's something really um, just 
cynical and nasty about people saying, I'm glad it's, it was the Republicans that probably voted for Trump. That was on one end of the spectrum. <laughs> and the other end of the spectrum was, well, now we need gun control. You don't even know what the motive was. You don't know why it happened. And you're talking about politics and your political agenda. And that means you don't care about the people who were affected by this or injured by this. And this is the same mindset that keeps cycling over and over again. As soon as a hurricane hits, it's all about climate change. It's not, you know, can people actually really have empathy or is it always being used to further an agenda, you know, to give you ammunition in your cause? That's where I really take offense to all of this. There's nothing, there's no settled science, really, that says any of the things that they're saying is true. If you take away guns from the average citizen, because I can guarantee you, and I'm sure you'll tell me too, if we have gun control, the people who are criminals will still have the guns. Am I right about that? Because I certainly believe if there's a will, there's a way a criminal will get it. But you as an average citizen is trying to protect your loved one, your home, your property. Having your gun taken away makes you a sitting duck if you so choose to protect your family in that way. And look at Chicago. Look at all. Look at New York. They have very strict gun laws, and the people have five up to five hundred people shot and killed this year in Chicago. And they're citizens. Some of them are gang members. Some of them are innocent bystanders. Is it working? I don't think it is. So uh, somebody pointed out that uh, the same weekend that. The, <clears throat> The massacre in uh, in Las Vegas. More than that were killed in both Baltimore and Chicago than in Las Vegas. Doesn't make it right by any stretch. No, but it doesn't. The fact is a fact, and and you had one crazy, and then so you have multiple crazies in Chicago and Baltimore. It, it's still and. And I, I think the only thing that I've ever heard Feinstein say that made sense was when asked what law would have stopped the guy in Las Vegas, and she said there are no laws. Of course not. But what you, again, look at the rhetoric, look at the reality. If they accomplish their agenda, which has been full court press for years now to disarm the American population, they, take, they want to take everybody's guns, 300 million guns in the country, I understand. Good luck with that. But if they manage to do that, then the American population is at risk of being completely taken advantage of by any, anything, government, foreign, you name it. This is the only country, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, that we have the ability to protect ourselves as a population because we have not been disarmed. And there's only so far... Anybody can go with, with the American public because they're going to get pushback, and that's what they don't want. They want compliance. They want people who are, I can't handle it myself. Please let the government take care of me. That's what they want from cradle to grave. They want to be a puppet master to control our actions, our movements, our, what we put in our bodies, how we die, how we take care of our children, how we access health care, how we travel. This is not a joke, folks. It's a grid. You know, to have to go through, in order to be able to get to the airport and go through security, in any reasonable fashion, you have to give up your biometrics, your your eyes, your retina scan, your fingerprints, in order to do what you've been doing for years. Get on an airplane, you know, get in there in five or ten minutes and get to the airplane. That's a luxury now. 
And I think that they're going to try to template that in any other public gathering, like a stadium, like going into a casino, like any other public gathering. I think they're trying their best to use this, you know, never let a crisis go to waste, as they say. I think they're going to try to use that same gated mentality. You have to be special. You have to give up something in order to access these places. I heard they were talking about putting in those, uh, you know, backscatter, like, like if you have in the airport, you know, in the casinos in Las Vegas. But where does it stop? Schools? Supermarkets? Where does it stop? And does it make you safer? No. But it makes your access change. It makes you give up your individual data. It may even make you give up your DNA. Who knows? But you look in the far future and see where it's always a little encroachment. It's never quite enough, so you need a little more. And it never actually helps you. <laughs> I, I got to throw this in, Dr. George. I, I had, uh, and I, I just checked it again. But, you know, one of the safest cities in Georgia? Yeah. Is Kennesaw? Kennesaw? Kennesaw, yeah. yeah. And yeah, guess which country is one of the safest in Europe? And why? Is Switzerland? Switzerland, is exactly. Switzerland? Yeah, because everybody has to carry a gun, right? That's right. And everybody has to know how to use it. <laughs> That's yeah, right. I heard that. <laughs> so, and you don't have mass shootings in, in there. You don't have all the crime, unless they let some of the people come in. But anyway, it's a whole other uh, show. But yeah, it's really interesting. And you look at the people in the Bahamas, not Bahamas, but St. St. Thomas, the Virgin Islands before the hurricane, where the government went door to door collecting guns from people saying that they needed it for the, the military. You're kidding. And what happened there, huh? <sighs> I, I hadn't heard that. that. Yeah, it was, uh, it was prior to that. I think it was before Irma. And the governor made a pronouncement. I don't know if it was a government order, governor's order, whatever, but they actually did. People turned in their weapons to help because they said that the military or the the, the law enforcement didn't have enough um, weapons or firepower, so they gave them up. Now they're sitting, you know, trying to defend their homes with no protection. Mm. That's, that's a cautionary tale, folks. Mm. Mm. I'm not saying everybody should be armed, but if you want to and you're trying to protect yourself, there's nothing wrong with that. They act like people are just shooting people nilly, you know, willy-nilly. It's not what's going on, but someone's going to pass over your house if they know that they may not come out. If they come after you, you're going to be able to defend yourself. They think twice. You know, I had a cop tell me one, two o'clock in the morning, as a matter of fact, uh, we had, I had a false alarm with my alarm system, and um, the police came out, and the, they said, no, you know, nobody's going to break into your house at 2 o'clock in the morning. You have two yard signs out saying that you have an alarm system, and plus the fact that, generally speaking, if someone has an alarm system, they probably have weapons, too. If they're going to break into your house, they're going to do it at 10 o'clock in the morning when you're not at home. They're not going to do it when they think they might get shot. Good point. And it's sad that it has come to this point. But it's been, you know, we've seen open season on citizens on all, on all fronts. Mm -hmm. The government, 
you know, personally, and if you're living in a neighborhood or environment where people want what you have, it's they just seem like it's open season on us. And people should be done with that. I think they are. But this is the other take-home message from this. We are in a position now where I think, you know, the president has decided, and I hope he continues this, I've tried both ways. I've tried to work with the Republicans. I put all the branches out to the Democrats. Nobody's interested in changing the status quo. And we really have to realize that he's not a Republican. He went in there really as a disruptor, as an independent. If you really, really want to be honest about it, they didn't want him in there. They tried everything to break the system, to game the system, to rig these uh these uh, primaries so that he wouldn't do it. But it's the people who did it. The people said, we, we want this to happen, and we want to change the status quo. We don't like the way that the country's going. We want to change it. Whether on the left side or the right side, everybody who wanted to change is not happy with the status quo, let's face it. So he now has tried to play both sides of this, to be an honest broker. And I think he's finally realizing it's not going to work. If you tell the Democrats who really want to save parts of Obamacare, well, they want to save all of Obamacare, let's be honest, and they want a single-payer system, at least they've uncloaked that. We've already said it years and years, now they admitted it. If he gives them an olive branch, now let's come to the table and work together because the Republicans can't get it done, and you say no, then you don't want it to make anything change. You have someone who now is in position to work with you, and I wasn't happy about it. But he probably would have given them some of their some of what they wanted. Now nobody gets what they want up there, which is great because he's doing executive orders. He got rid of the abortion mandate, which is awesome. Why would people who and this is so hypocritical again? People are complaining about how it works against their, you know, who they are, their personal choices. People are trying to take away their personal rights, but it's only fair if it's only on one side. But when it's the other, then you're the worst person in the world and, and, you know, you're evil. Well, now he's going to level the playing field. Get rid of it. If you have a personal, you know, reason to exempt from doing that as an employer, as a religious organization, then you no longer held to that mandate. That's awesome. I think he's going to write an executive order now that gets rid of all of the um, medical mandates of these 10 things that you have to have an insurance plan. If you don't have children, why on earth do you have to pay for pediatric dentistry and pediatric care? If, you know, you're not a woman, why are you paying for birth control? You know, you should be able to pick and choose, and I've already said this, what you want in your health care plan. If you're totally healthy, why are you paying more than somebody who's got multiple medical problems? It's ridiculous. And it's been a tax on the middle class is what, it, what it's been. And... What he's going to do, and I hope he does it soon, is to strike that. Allow people to buy across state lines insurance plans. If you don't want all this stuff, you buy just the bare minimum of things you need for coverage, which is basically catastrophic, which will break this stranglehold on the health care system. And that would work. It's simple. It gets Congress out of the equation. It lets people finally find their own level of what they want and what they can afford. He already got rid of the mandate. Nobody even mentions that, but that was an executive order months ago. So now people can actually break the system by their pocketbook, withdraw your consent, find the thing that works best for you, and keep it moving. Forget Congress. 
Well, they follow the money as soon as, and we've go back to the NFL for a second before we take a break. When they started talking about getting rid of their tax exempt status, that is when Goodell said, "Oh, I think everybody should stand. Hey, corporate welfare should be cut to the bone, and let's." actually stop paying people to work against us. On that note, let's take a break. You're listening to Medicine on Call. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare. But for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call. And I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose. And with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. Welcome back to Medicine on Call. You know, I think before the break, Dave, I was talking about the NFL. And did you un- did you know that it was tax exempt? Uh, yeah, and all of the money that uh, like citizens of Georgia paid out for the for the Mercedes Dome or whatever. It's yeah, called, it, it just it's it's enough. It's sickening. It's we're suckers. I, mean, it, I know, but you know, I don't think people even knew any of that. But the fact that not only were they paying in, you know, as taxpayers, but you also, if you were, if you want to become a member, you have to pay a licensing fee just to get a seat. I mean, at one point, it was $25,000 for a seat. I'm like, are you serious? It get, we just have to, you know, I think, rearrange our priorities. Do you I, I have. This is my, <laughs> Sunday afternoon too. ain't going to be downtown <laughs> watch the Falcons. Uh, no, or any of these people. And if I do, it'll be for a hot mic. Actually, I'm not watching any pro football, to tell you the truth. College football is actually a little bit more interesting. But there's a perspective now that I really, really have that I think I took for granted before. And when these people start spewing their, you need to do this, and if you don't, you're a bad person, meme, you know, just do you put food on my table? Do you pay my mortgage? Are you doing anything valuable for me in my life? And the answer is no. And if that's the case, it gets turned off, tuned out, and, you know, passed on because it's irrelevant. These people are just people. And as a matter of fact, they're more compromised than you can shake a stick at. All these folks, let's go back to the Harvey Weinstein saga. They have no moral authority to say anything to me or anybody else in this country being, you know, in collusion with a system that's completely, it's built on the misery of people, of people who go in there, think about someone who's innocent and wants to just fly their craft and be as good as they can be, 
and they come out damaged. And you have all the other people who knew about it, said nothing about it because it's all about their future and their 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 place in that pecking order, or I should say trough is more likely, is better word to, to be used for this. And this is a can of worms and a thread that if you follow it, nobody would want to go to any of these movies or see these folks. What do they give up to get this position of power? It's never a good thing. And it's not just, you know, women. It goes through the entire system. You know, That's the folks who are telling us that we're bad for wanting to actually have a choice, speak our mind, actually have free speech. Sickening. I don't want to get on a soapbox, but this thing with the NFL, this thing with Weinstein, you know, our kids, and I don't care what age they are, from 3 to 18 and leaving the house or whatever, and I kept saying this during during the, the NFL stuff, and, and it's still going on, so I'll continue to say it. These jerks, they have, been, they have been given God's gift of an incredible body and athletic ability, and they influence kids from four years old to through high school that want to emulate them, they want to be like them, they want to play football like them, whatever. Mm-hmm. And and they're showing disrespect for our flag, so the kids will do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harvey Weinstein, uh, uh, people, the kids aren't deaf. They know what's going on. Hey, he was successful, and he played around with everything and everybody, and uh, that must be the mm-hmm. way you, you get to be successful. It's, I don't care. I don't give two hoots about what happens to any NFL player. Could care less. And as far as Weinstein and some of the other corrupt people go, and I, and I, you know, I'm not throwing rocks at the glass house. I, you know, I'm not perfect. I've never, you know, no, there's only been one perfect person, and and that ain't me. But <laughs> at the same token, I look at what these. I'm not very influential either. Not not a lot of kids looking up to me to be their leader. And I look at what they're doing, these these spoiled little brats are doing just in the NFL and, and, and the morals of our country. It's it just, it's bad. Well, I think you're, you're right, but it's gotten to such a hypocritical point that I think it's waking up a lot of people to the fact that these people don't matter. What they do, what they say is irrelevant. I mean, what happened to the people who beat up their girlfriend, domestic abuse, shot people? That's the NFL, too, right? Nobody says anything about that. The drugs that flow through there, all sorts of things, you know, that are questionable. But that means that we now have to withdraw our, you know, idolize these people. They're not anything but human beings. And I agree with you. It doesn't matter, but for the most part, but it does matter to some degree when people like Weinstein give major, major bucks to political figures. That's when it crosses the line from I could care less to, hey, this is affecting me. These people are all bankrolled by these people. He raised millions of dollars for these politicians mm-hmm. in there on the, on the Democratic side. The same people who are talking about sexism and homophobia and all this other stuff 
Well, they're, they're taking money from a person who has a history of treating women like dirt, like chattel. And it's okay, because it's money. They're not giving their money back, are they? No. They took, you know, days for some of these folks to come out and, <laughs> and speak against him. Hillary. Because it's totally hypocritical. Come on. That's where, and they're writing legislation or trying to push legislation that furthers this, this agenda of equality, when in actuality they don't believe it. They well, believe in that they're more equal than we are. And they're using the rhetoric of we care about women and children and minorities and immigrants. They don't. They care about having a platform to get people to vote for them while they do whatever they want behind closed doors. This is our chance to actually pull the curtain back and see exactly what these people are and what they stand for, not what they ever say. The other curtain I'd like to pull back, and this to me would be headline news, is the list of the people that were going to leave the country, leaving the country because <laughs> Trump was elected. I, I, can't, yeah. I, I may have missed it, but has anyone left the country yet? No, unfortunately, they haven't. You know, if they, and everything they're accusing him of, they've, they glorify in their own system. As long as it's the person on the left doing it, it's awesome. It's total hypocrisy. And our media is complicit. It's an entertainment industry. Look, just think about this for a second. People like Megyn Kelly, for example, and I'm sure she's not the only one, is represented by the same agency as Hollywood stars. Why on earth would a news person need an agent that's the same type of agent that handles Hollywood players, actresses, actors? It's because it's what they are. They're not journalists. Nope. They're lawyers. They are, who knows, friends of, family members of. Some of these things are just in your face. And they're out there reading a teleprompter. Are they writing it? No. It's being written for them. They're being told what to say, what to do, and they've completely manufactured how to look. People are turning off to that. And they're, what they push is an agenda. But there was a, I don't even know if people know this, there was a church shooting. I think it was Tennessee, somewhere in the, in the South United States, where a, a, some... A, person from Sudan, a black person, from, an immigrant from Sudan, mm -hmm. went into a white church and shot people. And he was stopped by an usher who had a concealed carry. There's your perfect example of the entire democratic meme. Immigrants are good, let everybody in, open the borders. Guns are bad. Christians are bad. You know, white people are bad. It's everything that, they would, that they've been pushing for the last, I don't know, eight years? Mm -hmm. is in one microcosm. There you go. And it, it was never on the news. I think maybe it came on once, and I only read it online. I never heard about it. And this guy was for ISIS. It was, it was revenge for ISIS. So you had a whole nine yards in one episode. I mean, I think it was a, actually a, a commercial for why people should have concealed carry, if you want to be honest. Absolutely. But they don't want that. They only want the mass shootings and craziness to try to push an agenda. It's just sick. And the whole, and again, I'm going to talk about global warming. Their, their meme is that it's CO2 that's doing it. Anybody who's taken biology knows about photosynthesis. 
you have to have CO2 to create oxygen. That's what plants do. Wouldn't it making more sense to plant trees as opposed to population control? Because we're the other things that create CO2. But my argument, just like it is for the ISIS folks, if people, you know, if you want to be a martyr, why don't you start first and then let everybody follow? Be an example. They're never the example. You know, never. Because someone else has to bear the brunt, but not them. It's population control is what they're really after. CO2, people, that's really what it comes down to. And we need to really, you know, <laughs> I said it with the E word before, it's all about eugenics. Who becomes the people who have, who should be on the earth because they're special versus those that shouldn't? Who gets to decide that? I mean, it's not me. It's not you. I have a question mark on that. Everybody should take a step back and stop being practicing their identity politics and realize that we're all in the same boat. And we're not the ones in power, but we're doing their bidding. Well, not me, not you, but the people who are out there mindlessly protesting things they have no idea why, saying that we still have slavery, nothing's changed, all white people are bad. It's ridiculous. It's hypocrisy. Call them out for it. Don't be afraid to say it. Because as soon as we start speaking up, bullies stop bullying. That's exactly what these people are. And useful idiots. With that, we've got to take our final break. We'll be back with Medicine on Call and Dr. Elena George right after this. Welcome back to Medicine on Call. You know, I think that we are... It's a really interesting time to be alive, actually, because it's really, it's becoming obvious that there are choices to make. There are choices that we, while we still can, need to really realize or figure out what's important to us and start, you know, living that reality, not this existence where you're always under stress. Everything you do is, did I hurt somebody's feelings? Did I... Uh, you know, did I step on somebody's toes? It's always about what other people think about you, but not in a good way, because you don't really stand for anything. If you're in a position of, I can't say this because I might offend a friend, or I have to because I, I part of a group, I need to think a certain way because of the way I look, or my social status, I need to act a certain way. This is it's like being put in a box. It's a grid. How much fun is that, Dave? That's like. Nobody is, <laughs> we're not, we're different, we're not equal. I just have an issue with that, that word equality, like says everybody has the same skill set, will have the same outcome, want the same things. We don't, but that's what they're trying to superimpose on us. Because you're a woman, you should want abortion rights for everybody. It's all about, you know, being able to control your own body. I don't have a problem with that. But if I choose that, for me, it's not something that I want to do, then you shouldn't make me pay for what you want. That's the thing. We're paying the price as a, as a whole for the wants and needs of a really small percentage of us. And if we really believe in individual rights, then that should not be going on. And our taxpayer dollar, if the, if the law says the taxpayer shouldn't be spending money for certain things, then it's not right that we're doing it. And if we have laws for immigration that allow people to come into our country, but we need to know who they are and their motives for coming in, I don't think anybody's 
why is that racist or sexist to want to know why somebody wants to emigrate? And when they get here, what contribution are they going to be able to make? What's wrong with that? I can't go to New Zealand or Australia and just go there. I'm, I have to have a skill. Thank God I have one. So if I do decide to leave the country and emigrate, I'm doing it in a manner that they want my, that country wants me to be there. I want to be there. I like their social structure, their, you know, what makes them them. And I want to integrate into that. I want to speak their language. I want to join their customs. That's why you emigrate, technically, right? You don't bring what you want and say, well, you have to change to meet my standards and whatever. And if you don't, there's something wrong with you. That's not a good, that's not conducive to a cohesive society. But that's what they want. This is about getting rid of, tearing down what is to recreate it. And that's what we're living in right now. These statues mean nothing to me. I could care less. The Civil War has been prosecuted. It's over. There's a winner and a loser. I'm sitting on the winning side. You know, those statues don't take away my dignity. They don't take away my freedom. I'm not living back in that time, and or, or even in the, the 50s or before civil rights. It's not the same. But to say that nothing's changed, that these things injure people, that, you know, Columbus Day needs to be removed, it's ridiculous. And if you don't know what happened, now, what, what you did, will repeat it. What did Columbus do to us? I, I was trying to figure that out. Well, it's kind of, it's a one, it's it's an extension of what he did. The fact that he came here and discovered America led to the, the killing of the Native Americans by disease, by, I guess you can say slavery came also because of it, because it was discovered and colonized by the Europeans. It's like all these derivatives of what happened because he came. But no one talks about the fact that Africans were, given up by other Africans. It didn't just happen. You know, we were given up by our own people. Nobody wants to go there. But nobody's innocent. And there's slavery everywhere. It's still going on in South America, in the Caribbean, in Africa, everywhere. And no one's, human trafficking is going on. No one talks about that. That's something that's real time. Why don't you spend your energy on that? Because that affects everybody right now. Nobody wants to talk about that. They just want to break up the country. They want to remove the cohesiveness that, that makes us who we are by making everybody a victim and blaming people for things that they really, at this point in time, have nothing to do. What the hell is white privilege exactly? I'm not sure exactly what that is. <laughs> but it's, you know, I talk about someone in Appalachia with white, white privilege or living from, you know, under the poverty line. I don't believe that they have white privilege, right? It's um, it's just a method to make people really pissed off so they don't think about their best interests. There's no reason, honestly, for anybody in the working class, Democrat or Republican, to be okay and happy with immigration coming in where they're lowering the, the minimum wage, or I should say lowering the wage standards. I forgot, not the minimum wage. Hey, I, this, I've got a it's question. It's gone down. Mm-hmm. Can you name the only agency that's self-funded? I don't know. Is it the CIA? I have no idea. No, it's it's uh, uh, immigration is self-funded. How? 
have. How is that self-funded? Yeah. Because they charge, uh, if, if you want to, you know, and it, it, it's part of the passport thing and being vetted and, and everything else. But uh, if you want to become a citizen, you pay X amount of money. If you want to come in for a green card, you pay X amount of money. And it's the only self-funded agency in the government. Oh, how interesting. If you want to get a passport, you have to pay X amount of money, too, yeah, by the way. Exactly. Um, or if you want to do the, you know, get into the country and out of the country, you know, expedite it, you got to pay for that, too. I mean, yeah, but that's that's the sanctioned part of it. What about the ones where people are being, you know, brought in in buses and dropped off in various parts of the country to fend for themselves? Or this, it's not even underground, it's sanctioned by the government. They were paying people to house. Immigrants, $14,000 a month. Churches are being paid. Catholic Church, Jewish charities, you name it. They're getting paid for this pipeline of people coming in, totally going against what the immigration policy is. No one's vetted. Nobody knows who they are. We're talking about supposed children, unaccompanied minors. Well, minor means up to age 30, and most of them have been men. This is what's going on. While they give you this front story of poor little children and being victims, that's not the reality for most people. It's not what's really happening in the big picture. And you think about this, and I mentioned it you know, a year ago. If you had all this immigration coming up and they actually were giving women birth control because the, ability, the percentage of women being raped on the way up to the United States was so high, so likely to happen that this was it's such inhuman or putting people in these holding areas where they're putting women with men and it was just a it was a hellhole disease crimes being committed against people who were innocent and what happened to these folks where are they now some of them we don't even know where they went this is the this is the reality if you really want to help people, it needs to be an orderly fashion so you can actually help the people who need it the most to come into the country and know where they are and that they're safe. And they're not being put in with somebody who wasn't vetted. They were, I've read stories about people, children being put into homes that were unaccompanied, but the people weren't vetted. Who knew what kind of homes they were going into? Did you care? <laughs> or worse than that. This is is, a, yeah, exactly. Is kids so, being put into prisons? That are that are being contract prisons that they have all over the country, particularly. Thank in you. Texas. I forgot about that. I mean, this whole system is absolutely oh, corrupt, and someone's making money on it. You know that it comes back like you and I've talked, and and I'm getting more and more frustrated all the time. Is that you know everybody can quickly pick up a rock and throw it at the immigration laws, but they really. We need a, ch a big change in immigration, but people need to, we can go online, you can look up um, ICE and all this stuff, you can look up, a, education is what we need in every subject, be it Obamacare, be it immigration, be it flat tires or anything else, mm -hmm. the key is education. And, uh, True. Uh, here we have... The well, education that actually works instead of you know, mind control education where people are saying the same mantra, True. you know, True. and not, there's no critical thinking skills. There's no ability to 
actually go and do research. I don't think people have that ability anymore. It's either Twitter or YouTube or what. Well, YouTube's actually, depends on what you do on YouTube, you can learn a lot. But it's all about your, just throwing out your feelings and responding to somebody else. That is not, you know, that's a distraction. Do your own due diligence, folks. Don't listen to anything that I say on my show. Go read. I have. I continue to do it because every day I'm learning something that I didn't know. That's what living really should be about, in my opinion. If you keep doing the same thing in the same rut, having this feeling that no matter what I do, I can never get ahead because somebody's working against me, then why bother? That's where the situation is really broken, and that's exactly where they want you to be on some medication, on some anti-anxiety medication, unplugging from the system and letting somebody else handle it because they know what's best for you. Come on. Do you honestly believe in this day and age that Congress has your best interest at heart? I don't care if you're on the left side of the equation or the right. Do you honestly believe that? I don't think anybody who's paying attention can honestly say that. You've got people on the, on the left who can barely get a word out. <laughs> they seem confused every time they get on, on the mic. And you've got the ones on the right who have power finally, and are doing absolutely nothing with it, and no intention. Not as long as they get their check and get reelected. Well, then, we need to stop that picture. I'm with, you know, I think Bannon has a very good point. Again, he's a disruptor. I would work against any incumbent in there. They all need to go. They've been in there too long, and they've done nothing. Oh, and by the way, Tom Price, I would love to know your opinion on that, since he was representing you at one point. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> oh, I've, I've given my uh, opinion on that. And, uh, you know, um, my opinion is he, of all people, he was on the ethics committee. He should have known better. <laughs> and I had somebody tell me the other day, well, you know, other people are doing it. Well, other people doing it doesn't make it right. Exactly. Like moral uh, relativism has got to stop. Yeah, and the the thing that I... He's getting a $140,000 a year pension because he served in the House of Representatives. Look it up. That's what he gets, $140,000 a year for doing nothing. (laughs) They didn't do anything when they were in there. Let's take that $140,000, repay the public for the plane use, and then we move on down the street. Then he can go do whatever he wants to. Can, no, can, he's not going to do that, though. Can you imagine 140000 a year for doing nothing because you serve, <laughs> you decided to serve the public and didn't? Well, that's, all, that's a, another show, but serving yourself versus serving the public, that's the real question. Mm-hmm. Ain't it the truth? And, uh, with that being said, we gotta we gotta get out of here. It's time. I know. Well, thank you for listening to Medicine on Call. Revolutionary talk for revolutionary times. Liberty Talk FM.